This episode of the Consulting Pipeline Podcast is brought to you by Specialization School. Hey, if you're a generalist, self-employed software developer, and you're interested in mapping out how you might specialize in a way that's most beneficial to your business, head over to SpecializationSchool.com. Specialization is really two things, and that's part of why it can be confusing to think about how it applies to you. Which of those two things it is depends on where you are in your career, your journey as someone who is trying to develop expertise that is so valuable that clients will seek you out and pay a premium to have access to that expertise. So again, specialization is two things, and it depends on where you are in your journey. At first, specialization is an initial traction strategy. It is a way to get traction as someone who, this is how it normally goes, someone who is a frustrated, pissed-off generalist who's maybe thinking about quitting. <laughs> when I say quitting, I mean quitting working for yourself and heading back to the, uh, the nine-to-five, working for the man, that kind of thing. For folks who are in that position, specialization is a way out. Now, that's not the ideal uh, position to be in when you embrace specialization as a, as a strategy to make your, your business better. What's ideal, I think, is to be, um, to be a self-employed generalist have a couple years' experience under your belt, and then use specialization as a way to make things better. But no matter whether you're frustrated, pissed off, and about ready to quit, or doing okay but trying to figure out a way to do much better, specialization for you at that stage in things is a traction strategy. It's a way to get traction in your marketing that's the function it serves. That's, that's the sort of end game of specialization. And it, it, it works in a very simple way. It focuses your marketing efforts and makes them more relevant to somebody. So instead of saying, hey, I can write software. I can build things. I can make complicated things simple. <laughs> I, I create elegant solutions to complex problems. Instead of that, you're saying things that are more relevant. You're saying things like, I write software for uh, shipping companies, and it makes your, your operation this much more efficient. Or it reduces um, you know, lost insurance claims by this percentage. These are just quick examples. and But... They point out how specific you can be when you focus and specialize. Being specific in that way makes your marketing relevant, and it also tells you where that marketing needs to show up. So again, that is the first function of specialization. At first, it is an initial traction strategy. Ultimately, specialization is a long-term optimization strategy for your business. It is a way to focus your effort so that you can develop expertise that is extra valuable. Expertise that you can charge a premium price for. 
expertise that you can package into products or licensable intellectual property or books or a book or digital products or any number of um, assets that you can create using that expertise. So ultimately, long-term, specialization is all about focusing your efforts in a way that leads to you developing expertise that's super valuable. So it, that's the second function that specialization serves. It really doesn't serve those two functions at the same time. So at first, it's a way to get traction. And that leads to you having momentum. So in that traction phase, you're a just recently um, ex-generalist. So you're, you're, you've just moved out of operating as a generalist. And you've just left that behind. And what you need more than anything is some leads responding to your marketing. You need lead generation that works, that's effective. That's the first challenge that specialization helps you solve. Instead of relying on luck, instead of relying on referrals and a repeat business, both of which are great, by the way, but instead of relying only on those things, you move into having some momentum. All of a sudden, you have built a some sort of lead generation practice that brings in leads on a recurring basis. And at some point, you have momentum. I have to pause and say that there are plenty of generalist freelancers who have momentum. And I don't know any of them who have a sustainable form of momentum who have not specialized. I, I You just would not believe how many people show up in my world saying, Philip, I think I'm ready to do something about the following situation. Things were fine for three to five years, and then the work just dried up. My network got tapped out. People are no longer referring me to others. That's the kind of thing that happens. So there are generalists who have momentum, but it is usually not a sustainable form of momentum. So after that traction phase as a, you know, a newly minted specialist of some kind, you move into a phase where you have momentum. You have, at least for the time being, solved the lead generation problem in a way that makes your business sustainable. That's when you start to move into this optimization phase, which is what I'm talking about as the long-term ultimate function of specialization. And you start to look for problems that are extra valuable that you have some overlapping expertise with those problems and you can kind of dig deeper into solving those problems. That's what happens in that final phase, which can last a long time. Or it may be, you know, the whole thing just kind of operates in some sort of five to seven year cycle where you, you gain traction, you have momentum, you dig in deeper and start to discover some problem that's interesting to you. And that kind of runs its course, and then you move on to something else. You see that happen as well. But the basic pattern is traction, momentum, optimization. 
And at each one of those, uh, at the beginning and end of that sort of three-part cycle, specialization plays a different role. So that brings us to the end of this episode of the Consulting Pipeline Podcast. Hope to see you next time.